pleasure to see you. It's a pleasure to see you. It's a pleasure to be here with you. Again, it wasn't too long ago we were here, but it's a pleasure to be back. Um, this is a, a marvelous text. Sweet. We're getting the repercussions after the birth of Jesus and taking some time as Mitch is laying it out, taking some time to, to enjoy what this teaching is that follows the birth of Jesus. In our lesson today, uh, Annette has read once. She's going to read two more times before we get finished. But we want to look in on this text in three different sections and a little in three different ways. We talk about Simeon and what he says publicly. It is interesting that Simeon is a, a man who is said to be righteous and devout. Some people think righteous means the way he treats other people was good. And devout means the way he was aligned to God was good. So this notion of being uh, growing in wisdom with God and man you see that maybe reflected in this passage first in Simeon as a man who's like that. And not only this, he is looking toward the consolation of Israel. There is a theme in the prophets. You read the beginning of Isaiah 40. Comfort my people, comfort my people. Um, there's a, a sense in which the people of God need to be comforted. They need to be consoled. That the people of God are living in a state of continuing discomfort. That they are in a kind of pain, in a kind of sadness that is overlaying them. And you can, you can get a feel for that. That there is a, a sense that there are Romans everywhere. That, that even the king that is helping to build the temple is a mess, an absolute mess. And that there are, are there fractures even in the religious world. The Sadducees are over there and the Pharisees and the Zealots and the Essenes. And, and it's a sense of burden. And there is no... Comfort, no consolation. And in this place, then the Holy Spirit, who has been at work, right? The Holy Spirit has been at work in the life of Mary. There's been announcements to, to various ones. The, the Spirit has been active, and Jesus has come because of the uh, definitive action of the Spirit in the life of Mary. Now the Spirit, who will be called the Comforter, who will be called the Comforter, comes and same word family where you get the notion of consolation. The Spirit comes and the Spirit rests on Simeon and reveals to Simeon and guides Simeon into the temple courts. Some of us here have been in the temple courts. We, we know what they look like 
now, sort of. We've been to the Western Wall. We've been up on the top. We've walked around. Some of us have done that together and um, imagining what it's like on a, on a busy day with all of that prayer and, and stuff going on. And yet here comes one man cruising into that area in a way that's not like anybody else. Guided, revealed, resting, the Spirit is on him. And he comes, and there is this intersection. I love the intersections. Um, we have, a, we have a, um, a practice at our house that when things get a little weird and you're trying to go someplace, you need to be on time. Come on now, time. And, and, and when things get in the way, the phone rings or, or you know, something goes on or there's all kinds of traffic lights or the street sweeper is in the middle of the street sweeping. But we have a thing where we say, slow down and watch. Because sometimes the very things that are interrupting your path are making you on time to something else. I'm sure many of you have done this. You end up being at the right place at the right time and you think, what all had to happen before this in my life and happened before this in their life that, that you would be at the same place at the same time for this moment. I ran into Annette one Sunday night where I was buying a hamburger for an alleged girlfriend and she was the, the cashier and she only worked one day a week and she was the cashier and she was taking my money and she still <laughs> manages the money. Those events. Simeon has one. He walks in, and there are Mary and Joseph and Jesus. Because you see, I think this story is a bit of a flashback when you get to the end of Verse 24, it says they did all this, and then you go, oh, but, you know, let me tell you this story. Let me tell you this story. And Simeon takes Jesus from Mary. I, I don't know about this maneuver. Nowadays, this would get you arrested. But he takes Jesus, and he says, Master, the word is literally the word where we get it, the word despot. It's kind of an interesting word. Master. So important. Now you can dismiss your servant in peace. I am looking for the consolation. I am looking for the comfort of Israel. But now as I hold this baby, I am receiving your peace. Because now I am seeing your salvation. Because now I am seeing what you're doing, not someplace far off, but I am seeing what you're doing in our presence. And I can see the light and the glory. Certainly the Spirit was upon him for him to see all that. To be able to look into something small that God is doing in the world and say, 
Now I am consoled. Now I am encouraged. Now the meaning of my life feels more complete. And I can see the light and the glory of God. What a day. What a day. You have some days like that. You have some days like that where the light breaks through the clouds a bit. Where you feel the warmth and the love of God, the presence of God. Feel that. And that's what Simeon celebrates. Let's read it again. A man named Simeon lived in Jerusalem. He was a good man who was devoted to God. He was waiting for the time when God would come to help Israel. The Holy Spirit was with him. The Holy Spirit told him that he would not die before he saw the Christ from the Lord. The Spirit led Simeon to the temple. So he was there when Mary and Joseph brought the baby Jesus to do what the Jewish law said they must do. Simeon took the baby in his arms and thanked God. Now, Lord, you can let me, your servant, die in peace, as you said. I have seen with my own eyes how you will save your people. Now all people can see your plan. He is a light to show your way to other nations, and he will bring honor to your people Israel. Jesus' father and mother were amazed at what Simeon said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, Many Jews will fall and many will rise because of this boy. He will be a sign from God that some will not accept, so the secret thoughts of many will be made known. And the things that happen will be painful for you, like a sword cutting through your heart. Anna, a prophetess, was there at the temple. She was a, from the fam family of Phanuel in the tribe of Asher. She was now very old. She had lived with her husband seven years before he died and left her alone. She was now 84 years old. Anna was always at the temple. She never left. She worshiped God by fasting and praying day and night. Anna was there when Joseph and Mary came to the temple. She praised God and talked about Jesus to all those who were waiting for God to free Jerusalem. It would be a, a great story, I think, if all we knew about what Simeon said was what he says at the end of a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people, Israel. Be a, a sweet kind of statement, I think. But he's not through. He then gets closer. And he's not announcing to everyone. He's, he's talking to Mary. And, and, I, and I think this is important because... I, in my own childlike uh, understanding, I, I think Mary is telling Luke about this. 
when, when Luke was in the Holy Land, when he was in Palestine, while Paul was parked in the prison at Caesarea Maritima, when he was in prison, I think Luke says, he went around and he asked people. He did research. He, and so can you imagine the, the sitting down with Mary and all that we have in these first two chapters is, is Mary's reflection on those things that had happened 20, 25 years before. And so Simeon leaned in. And sort of like the old uh, radio, the rest of the story. says, this child is trouble. This child's going to be trouble for lots of folks on his way to doing exactly what God wants him to do. People are going to fall and rise because of him. Falling and rising. I, I, I'm not sure what all that is. I, I do know that Jesus says sometimes that the first will be last and the last will be first. I, I know that Jesus has a way of telling the rich to come down off their high horse and their tall pile of money Maybe go sell everything they have and come and follow him. I, I know that Jesus sometimes reaches out to the poorest of the poor and the people on the very fringes of life. He'll <clears throat> touch the leper. He'll let the woman who's ceremonially unclean touch him. He, he has a way of lifting those around him who are down and out. He has a way of lifting them up. When he's with the chief priests, the chief priest doesn't have any power over him. When he's with Herod, truth, what is truth? Even the king. Even Pilate doesn't know what to do with Jesus because Jesus has a way of causing the rising and the falling of many. And, and he says, sort of you'd think that if someone is announced as the fulfillment of the promise of the consolation of Israel and that they're going to bring light and glory into the world that everybody would be for it. But he says, in fact, he's going to be opposed. And the thoughts of many will be revealed and a sword will pierce Mary's heart. Now, those people who, who write about this, they make this little um, note about that. And, and it's almost a cruel note, I think. It's almost a cruel note. They say, and the word for sword there is not the sword of the little dagger that the soldier carried, but it's the big sword, the broad sword. 
will be a, not a wound, but it'll feel like a mortal wound. That not only will Jesus be pierced on the cross, but Mary will be run through in the process. Holy Spirit resting, revealing, guiding Holy Spirit. Did you have to say all that on a day like this? To a man holding a little baby? I almost hear it. Simeon saying this as he hands Jesus back. You need to know this little baby is going to lead on a difficult and hard path. Simeon's been waiting for a great deal of his life. It doesn't say he's old. We assume he's old. We don't think of a guy who's still 26 saying, now let me die because I've seen the Lord. Maybe he should. But what a day that he will go home at the end of this day and he will offer up his prayers. Lord, I thank you for revealing the consolation of Israel. I thank you for letting me hold your Messiah. I think I thank you for the message that was stirred up by your Holy Spirit that was the message he won't say this was the message of the cross. Let's read it again from the message. In Jerusalem at the time there was a man, Simeon by name, a good man a man who lived in the prayerful expectancy of help for Israel. And the Holy Spirit was on him. The Holy Spirit had shown him that he would see the Messiah of God before he died. Led by the Spirit, he entered the temple. As the parents of the child Jesus brought him in to carry out the rituals of the law, Simeon took him into his arms and blessed God. God, you can now release your servant. Release me in peace as you promised. With my own eyes, I have seen your salvation. It's now out in the open for everyone to see, a God-revealing light to the non-Jewish nations and of glory for your people Israel. Jesus' father and mother were speechless with surprise at these words. Simeon went on to bless him and then said to Mary, his mother, this child marks both the failure and the recovery of many in Israel, 
a figure misunderstood and contradicted, the pain of a sword thrust through you. But the rejection will force honesty as God reveals who they really are. Anna the prophetess is also there, a daughter of Phanuel from the tribe of Asher. She was by now a very old woman. She'd been married seven years and a widow for 84. She never left the temple area, worshiping day and night with her fastings and prayers. At the very time Simeon was praying, she showed up and broke into an anthem of praise to God and talked about the child to all who were waiting expectantly for the freeing of Jerusalem. Anna. I like Anna a lot. When we uh, went to Israel, one of the things that you could do, you could go down uh, along the western wall down in a tunnel, down in a tunnel, and there's a place in the tunnel, down in the tunnel, where you're the closest you can be to where the foundation of the Solomonic Temple would have been. And right there, underground, in that place, there were women sitting there praying for the coming of the Messiah. I mean, that wasn't way back then. That was 2016. Little, older ladies waiting to pray. It's been going on a long time. But actually, he came. And Anna got to see him. And what a joy she has. I like Anna. She's 84 years old. In my nerd world, that seven, which is a very good number, times 12, which is a very good number. Thank you. Looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. For Anna and those waiters, it was that there was slavery, there was enslavement, there was being under a power, there was being trapped, chained. There was a need to be freed from slavery, freed from oppression, freed. Could you free us? Could you redeem us, Lord Jesus? And Jesus is the one who will come to be the great redeemer. Now, there's a lot to say about this. We're going to stop here pretty quick. Somebody leans over and says, they always say that. But I want to talk about what it is and what we learn from this passage about waiting on the Lord. Because as good as it is to hear about Simeon on the day that his hopes are realized, and as good as it is to hear about Anna on the day that her hopes were realized, I, I do want you to know that in Jesus there is the comfort of God and in Jesus there is the redemption of God. I want you to know that, but I want you to hear that what we need to copy about the lives of Simeon and Anna is who they were the day before. Day before. 
because we're living in the lives of Simeon and Anna more like the day before they met Jesus than the day they met Jesus. I said, that doesn't make any sense. Well, let me talk about it some more so that it'll make even less meaning. We're waiting on the Lord. Like they were waiting on the Lord, they were waiting for the fulfillment of a promise, like we're waiting on the fulfillment of of a promise. And and that when you are waiting for the fulfillment of the promise, you are waiting in a a place of incompleteness. You're, You're waiting in a place where there's vulnerability. You are waiting in faith, but you are waiting. And as blessed as it is to be those who realize the completion of the gifts and the blessings of God that come, and they did come. They saw Jesus. The Hebrews writer says, Blessed are those who had faith, looking for a city whose builder and maker is God. Many of them died in faith. Not having seen him, they died on the way to the promise. Now, as I've thought about this, I've thought about this church and the situation it's in about now. Where there could be a sense of promise lost where there could be a sense of blessing gone. And that, that there would be a, a, an overlay, an overlay of sadness. Regret. Maybe even blaming. Let's work our way through all the stages of grief. Denial and bargaining, anger, depression. I've been to lots of churches over the last two years, three years through the pandemic. I want you to know there's sadness everywhere. Loss everywhere. And one of the skills that we need to learn is to regain the ability to wait before the Lord. To wait marked by the Holy Spirit. To wait the Holy Spirit showing us in Scripture and around us who we should be. The Holy Spirit guiding us day by day. That we should be the ones who know that the Lord's Messiah has come and the light and the glory will continue to shine from us in his name. And that we are the redeemed and that our redemption, our freedom, our deliverance is being worked out day by day as God is relentless in blessing his people when they meet in large groups and small.
So just like Simeon the day before he met Jesus was a faithful man looking for the promise, as good a man the day before he met Jesus as he was the day after he met Jesus. Just like Anna was as good a woman the day before she met Jesus as the day she, after she met Jesus, so should we be. So should we be. We look at each other. We love each other. There are stories that can be told. But the great story is that the promises of God are true. And those who are blessed wait upon the Lord.